Well, hello. Hey. How is everybody? Well, we're going to start off before we do our whole introduction is that we are still in the midst of a pandemic. And so we're, you know, COVID is still real. Um, <laughs> in case in case we're having some te te technical difficulties this morning, we're, we're recording via Zoom as we have in the past. But for some reason, we just want to preference that our connection is such a beautiful day outside. We don't know why, but we're having some difficulty with, with the connection. So we're going to get that out on the table first. And yep. now, welcome to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy or Banter with Tracy and Jabisa. Yes, it is Saturday, May the 1st. <gasps> we're almost halfway through the year. Yeah, man. Woo. Boy, that went by fast. All right. Yes, it did. So, so we're, we're going to be light and floaty today. Yes, light and airy. Light and airy. We've been kind of heavy. And so we just feel like we got to lighten things up a little bit because what is around the corner? Mother's Day. Whoop, 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 whoop. Go, mom. Go, mom. Go, mom. Go, mama. Go, mama. It's your birthday. It's your holiday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with a, a brief history of Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Um, as we know it now, is a holiday honoring motherhood. And it's observed in different forms throughout the world. In the United States, Mother's Day will occur on uh, next Sunday, May the 9th. The American incarnation of Mother's Day was created by Anna Jarvis in 1908 and became an official U.S. holiday in 1914. Um, so the earliest, earliest history of Mother's Day can be dated back to ancient Greeks and Romans who held festivals in honor of the mother goddess, goddesses Rhea and Cybele. Um, I'm probably saying that wrong. So if you're Greek ancestry, please forgive me. <laughs> um, and then it went on um, to, where was it? Oh, I'm sorry, I lost my place. Um, Anna Jarvis turned Mother's Day into a national holiday. Um, the official Mother's Day holiday arose in the 1900s as a result of the efforts of Anna Jarvis um, following her mother's 1905 death. Um, Cause I guess her mom, um, she was of course, like we all should be close to our mothers. Um, after gaining financial backing from a Philadelphia department store owner named John Wanamaker, in May 1908, she organized the first official Mother's Day celebration at a Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia. Yeah. So now it's, it's um, it, then they were just honoring um, mothers and helping them to like how to raise and treat your children, how to care for your children, I think is, is what they were doing. And so now it's just us uh, honoring and giving reverence to our mothers for their very important roles in our lives and our formation as individuals, as citizens of these United States in the world in the planet. Wow. Well, my mom always said, first of all, it should be more than one day. <laughs> <laughs> should be a week. It I think you can be. make it can make a week-long celebration do what you want you just got to make sure everybody's aware of what you're doing right um, so we we are both of us are mothers now 
Um, mm-hmm. But our children are, we don't have little children anymore. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't envy those with babies. Um, you know what? I think it, we had them when it was our time because now look at like, if I had to do that now, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't. But back then it was fine. You know, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course it was fine then, but now, but that's okay. So we're going to share lessons we've learned from our mothers, mm-hmm. lessons we've learned as mothers, um, and then we're going to share just some things about our mothers. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure as you're listening to us talk about our mothers, you'll think of your mothers and fond memories of <laughs> you. So some of the things that my mom always said consistently, consistently, she says several things to me consistently, um, always do your best. She always told me that whenever I did something, always do my best. When I went to school, she says, always do your best. And she says, you can't ever do any more than your best. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my best wasn't an A. Sometimes <laughs> <And laughs> my best really was a C. But I always had to give my best. Um, another thing my mom said consistently, consistently, before I went to college, while I was in college, until I completed college. The reason that I went to college was, in case that no good man left me, I would be able to take care of myself. <laughs> She said that consistently, not for the college experience, not for the education, not for the potential of making money, but in case that no good man leaves you, you'll be able to make it on your own. You got to get it. She said that consistently. Yes. I can um, see that. <laughs> that I was can the, see that. the driving force behind me going to college. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I, when I had kids, my mom said, there will be no terrible twos. <laughs> Somebody was talking about terrible twos and she said, there will be no terrible twos. Uh-huh. We didn't have terrible twos. So those are the things that, um, that have, if you ask me, those are things that just kind of pop up in, in my mind as things and that do your best. And at the end of the day, that's all that we can ask of each person. And we have to understand what our best is. Uh huh. And you know, education-wise, sometimes your best is a C, and we have, mm-hmm. to, we have to celebrate that C. Um, you know, maybe running-wise, your best is it takes you like uh, 15 minutes to do 45, 10 hour minute hour to do like three miles. That's your best, but we have to mm-hmm. celebrate our best. But you know, yeah. the goal is every time you put your foot forward, do your best, whatever your best may be. So those are the things that have stuck with me. I like to think that I have pass that on to my children I hope I have yeah you know, <laughs> and you know what you probably you did even if you didn't do it conscious consciously they are watching you because I've seen some things that I do that I've seen manifest in my children that I don't recall consciously telling them okay but now some of the stuff that my mom like your mother was more inspirational my mother was was more of of like raising us like she, I remember her always saying be careful watch what you eat and drink. Don't let nobody make nothing just for you. She was. <laughs> Which makes sense because, wait a minute, Tracy, when we met, not when we first met, we had known each other for a period of time. Right. And I had brought something to work for you to eat. Right. And you ate it. And you said, I'll never forget, you said, uh-huh. and I said, my mom had made it. And you said, your mom put, you said, your mom put her foot in that. And yes. And I remember I paused and I said to you with all sincerity, no, she did not. We are really clean. 
<laughs> and I didn't know that that was a compliment. Yes, it was. Yes. Oh, and my mom and my grandma had plenty of those kinds of sayings. Yes. And then yes. you told me, you said, mm -hmm. my mom said, you just don't eat any and everybody's food. That's right. That's my, my, that's what I'm saying. She was like a more of a cautionary. Like, just be careful. You don't eat any and everybody's um, food. Um, make, you know, be, make sure you're careful. Watch your surroundings. When you go places, make sure you act, you know, like you've been, like, got, like you got home training. I mean, mama was really, and the thing that I learned most from my mother is the power of love, which when I was little, I did not appreciate, not little, I'm, as, a, as a young child, as a baby child, a toddler, and a young kid, elementary school, I appreciated it. But when you were a teenager, you start, so how they say, how my mom and grandma say, smelling yourself? <laughs> I didn't appreciate their love for me. My mother loved us more than life itself, and I did not appreciate that until I was older and went away to school and found out that there are some kids that have like had to work and get their own stuff like they had no support they had to figure out college all by themselves they had to take care of themselves they had nobody looking for them if, if something happened to me and I went missing oh Alma was gonna call out the, the cavalry <laughs> some she was gonna make sure that her baby was found but then I realized I, I would think I said oh my goodness if something happens to her no one's coming like no she doesn't have that foundation I didn't realize how blessed I was to have a mother that loved us that was so concerned about our safety and well-being and that I just thought it was a given that everybody had that so that was like yay Alma go Alma because she Anybody that knew my mom, God rest her soul, they knew about Alma's kids. Alma's girls, you Alma's girls. <laughs> so, yes, my, my mom was something else. And well, um, she was also, another thing that she, um, two other things that she really ingrained in us was like the importance of education. Like she was, she was first generation college because her parents, made sure she went to school. And I, Jabez and I talked about this before. Like I didn't understand how my grandparents who weren't educated knew enough to send their kids to get educated. So I just thought that was phenomenal. Like, you know, that they, cause most people do what they know. Like we're just trying to survive. We're trying to make a living to put a roof over the head, over these kids' heads and put clothes on their backs and not thinking about maybe if they were educated, they could do better. But my grandparents, figured that out. And of course I was too young and silly to ask them, grandma, why you send mama to school if you didn't go? So <laughs> anyway, and another thing, and she also is very into politics. She always yeah. thought that was very important for us to know what our leaders are doing, which I, again, none of this I appreciated when I was young, but as I get older and I hate that I can't, you know, share this with her now, but I think she'd be proud of me and us, how we've become like politically, not so much active, but just paying attention to what's going on. And she would, and she took pride and she took us to vote every single one of us, our first time voting. My mother was right there telling everybody in line who would listen, this is my baby's first time voting. This is her first election. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you know, I think involvement in politics, we don't want, I don't sidestep, but leads to activism. And I just imagine it's just a matter of time, I think, Tracy, before we might get active in politics. I'm just speaking that out. I don't know. Okay. Just we'll put it in the atmosphere. We'll see where it lands. We'll see where it lands. <laughs> but I like what you said when you talk about, you know, the, your, your, your love for your kids. When my oldest was in elementary school and she was being bullied. And I remember I was talking to you and I was like, I think I'm just going to have to get that girl in the corner and, and um, beat her up. And you're just like, do what you have to do. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, I had good, I had good training. Um, Mabel, Mabel Richardson Jones and Alma Wills and Alma Jones Wills. They really did it for me. They really did. They were the, and they didn't know it. You know, they weren't like, I'm sure they weren't sitting around thinking I'm just the best, but they were. And now that I'm this age, I appreciate them so much. And I still feel them looking out for me. Like I, they haven't, they left me in this world here, but I really think I've got some champions up in the heavens. <laughs> I'm certain that you do as well. I'm certain that you do as well. So, so what are some things that you've learned as a mom yourself? Like what are some things that you have? I've learned um, patience. I also remember, and I told both my kids that I said, don't, one of the things that I had to tell my kids is I said, don't let anybody else limit you. I said to both of my daughters, if it's something that you're passionate about, something that you feel strongly about, even if I'm saying no, you, you go for it. Because at the end of the day, you know what's going to work for you and you know what you can do. And so um, I had to learn to, to tell them that because as a mother, we're cautious. So mm -hmm. we don't want our kids to do things because we, we foresee the danger um, where they, they oftentimes simply see possibilities. We see all the bad things that have happened. So um, I had to learn not to let my fears um, limit their, their um, possibilities. When, um, when my oldest went to, to um, <laughs> she went to India and you know, I, was, I was pretty okay with it until the day she got ready to leave and the mm -hmm. day she got ready to leave, I was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> the day she got ready to leave, I'm like, this is a really bad idea. Uh -huh. But at that point, because I was fearful, mm -hmm. she wasn't, you know, she was like, yes. Yes. But I was like, this is a really bad idea. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to say my husband was so sweet. He was so sweet. They had a um, earthquake, earthquake in India and he was up in the wee hours of the night trying to figure out where they were in relationships to the to the earthquake. Which I remember that. Yes. I remember you telling I slept through me that about whole, that. Yeah, I slept through that whole thing. He, yeah. he, did, not wait, he did not wake me up. He, he, um, he was on it and he was, that was so sweet. That was so sweet. She had the, the best time. She had the mm -hmm. best time in the world. She really did. But, but I couldn't let my fear prevent her from doing the things that um, she wanted to do. Um, patience mm -hmm. you know patience and that kids go through different stages yes and, and as soon as I think I've adjusted to them in one stage they flip and then they turn into another stage and I was like oh mm -hmm. so um those yes. are the things that I learned and and that you just gotta love them you know mm -hmm. you love them and I you know you love them no matter what you know you love yes. them when they're great you love them when they're like racking your nerves mm -hmm. um but you, you, you just, you, you love them, you protect them. 
and I think they make you better people. They make you, you don't want to lie in front of your kid. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to be person cussing, cussing people out in front of your kids. Right. I think they just make us better people. Our kids make us better people. You know, you get up in the morning, you, you clean mm-hmm. your house because you want them to know what this looks like and you want them mm-hmm. to have those, so those, um, those standards as they grow older. So I think they just make us think without doing much, they make us better people. So They do. They do those little love bundles. Um, for, for me, myself now, I, like I was explaining my mom, my mom was, a, I guess, more traditional. But now I have, I'm not going to say too modern because I still hold a lot of her values and stuff. But the one thing that she did that she did that I don't do is or tried not to do was to like my mother would take the best quality like, okay, Tracy does that. Why don't y'all do that? Or Stephanie does that. So you should do that. You know, trying to make kind of trying to have all have good quality. She wanted perfection. And I realized that you know, perfection is subjective. One, <laughs> you know, your kids are perfect as they are. They're just different. Yeah. And so I embrace their differences. If, you know, somebody had a, you know, Allison wanted to play the piano. Then I was running around. I found her a piano lesson. We found a piano. She wanted to play the guitar. I let her play the, you know, I got her the guitar and let her do that. And she, she did that, but Ryan wanted the guitar. I'm sorry. Ryan got guitar lessons. He was in the choir. He didn't want to play sports, you know, that kind of thing. We put him on baseball team. He didn't like it. So we took him off. Um, Madison (laughs) wanted to do gymnastics and she wanted to dance. I mean, all of them were so different, but I let them be them. So my thing was, I said, I'm not going to put, make them into what I think is best for them. And so that was something that I had to learn on my own because that was not my mother's way. And um, what else? And just talk, you know, hanging out with them. Jabisa, I, when we were, when they were little, I don't know if you remember, because, you know, I had children first. When I would leave work, my greatest joy, what I look forward to the most is going to pick up my babies. I would be at work and I would hear other women saying, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to get my hair, hair done or my nails done and then go get my child. And I was like, what? They're so portable. They can go all those places. I did not understand that. Or people, this was my biggest, I don't say pet peeve, was just something that I didn't understand. When they did not have to work or it was a holiday or whatever, and they could be with their kids, they took them to daycare anyway. That was a foreign concept to me. The only reason my children went to daycare is because I had to work. I would would want to be with them anytime, all the time, because I love them. I like them as people. I love learning from them. I love teaching them. I just like to be around them. So that was um, something else as a as a mother. Now that, I learned that yeah. I learned that from you as well. You watching mm-hmm. you mother your children. You were always you were you were always there. You went to all their stu- school activities, and yes. then and then one time you couldn't make it. And you sent me in your place. <laughs> <laughs> I said yes. They got to have representation. They got to know that somebody is looking at them as this child. And, and Ryan and I went to the um, museum and the, the kids went one way and I went the other. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You, you've always been a, an incredibly um, involved um, mother in your children's education and in their activities. Um, and and in, in my own way, as you talk about the lessons they've taken 
when my girls took dance, I took dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when, um, now I will say we started tennis down and I started playing tennis before Danielle, but then Danielle started playing tennis. So we continue to play ten- tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've kind of learned, they forced me to do things that I wouldn't normally do, which isn't a bad exactly. thing. That's not, um, that's a very good thing. My oldest had me on a paddle boat. Um, the little boat with the, with, yes, I was on that little thing. I had to stand up. I didn't want to do it. I kept thinking I was going to fall in the water, but I'm like, okay, I can do this. I would have done that on my own. There's no way in the world you have would have convinced me to get on a boat, not even a boat. It's like a surfboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yes. Yes. I would not have done it under any other circumstances. So yeah, they, oh, I think they open a world for us. They do. They open our eyes to different things. Cause like Taylor got me signing up for all these newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> Now, y'all, Taylor is Jabisa's baby, not mine. <laughs> oh, they are so funny. They are funny. So, so we say that. So, so mothers love your kids. Now, let me tell you the best advice I got about Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share that with you. When I first had, when I had Taylor, I was in um, the mall and I ran into this, I was someplace shopping and there was this mother, it was near Mother's Day. And she said to me, she says, don't do nothing on Mother's Day. Um, she said, when I first married and had children, I would get up every morning and, and make breakfast or fix coffee or something. And she says, I ended up working all of Mother's Day. So she says, she told me, don't do nothing on Mother's Day. So from that moment on, <laughs> on Mother's Day, I um, wake up and bathe and get myself ready. And then I enjoy the day and I wait to be honored. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And so that was yeah. some really great advice. Um, I'm just going to throw this in. My husband's family is so sweet. They um, honor all the mothers. All the men get, get together and they fix a, a meal. They plan it out. And I think it's a little competition between the men and the women, but they um, do this wonderful meal and they serve all the mothers. And it's, it's really nice. But yeah, mm-hmm. and so I have taken her advice from early on. And that is the one day where I am not sick. Where mm-hmm. I don't do anything. <laughs> so, ladies, enjoy your Mother's Day. Yes. Um, be honored because you are honored. It is well deserved. Um, you know, love, take the loves and the kisses and your flowers now. As they say, we have to take mm-hmm. our flowers now and enjoy, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy that day. And remember, sometimes, especially when those kids are teenagers, just think about that little baby that you brought home that you love so much. And look at that little teenager and remember that little baby that you brought home that you love so much. (laughs) I've often said, and I probably got this from someplace that I said, God gives them to you, those sweet little babies. So when they are the teenagers that you want to kill, you can look at them like that. Okay. Say this was, this is my baby, not you. (laughs) This this was my baby. Now I think he gives them to us like that. So that that love will have taken hold so that when they get old, we won't, we won't kill them. So that's just, just, that's tell your sweet baby, that little one with her hand on her hip, telling you what she thinks she, does she think she know better than you? That's tell your sweet baby. There you go. Talk about, well, my hairdresser says, I, I'll eat, I'll eat them. I'll just eat them. <laughs> you can't do nothing with me. I'll just eat them. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'm looking forward to Mother's Day this year. I look forward mm-hmm. to Mother's Day every year. Um, I, I look forward to, um, I just do. So I'm excited and I'm, Imagine the weather's going to be beautiful as well. So mm-hmm. moving on, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to talk about, it's been one week since we started the plastic bag challenge. Yes. <laughs> and it has been a challenge. So I brought the bags in my car to take in the grocery store uh-huh. and left them. I did too. So then, um, Danielle was with me. She's like, just, we'll just start another day. I was like, no, no, I'm committed. So then I had to carry, I didn't have a lot. So then I had to carry the stuff in the car and put them in a bag. Then I went to the store. I brought the bag in the store, put it in the cart. But understandably, mostly because it's COVID, the young lady didn't, didn't think to put it in the bag. And I didn't say anything to her. Probably she wouldn't have because it was COVID. And I didn't think to put it in the bag because I it, the bag was sitting in the cart. So right. then- after we did the transaction, everything's in the plastic bag. I was like, oh, so then I say thank you. And then I take everything out the plastic bag and put it uh-huh. in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard. It's it, you know what? You just have to train yourself. Eventually it'll get good. But I'm just like you, I have the exact same experiences. First, I bought the bag and left it. And then I said, okay, I'll put it in the car. That's easier. And left it again. And so like you, I said, you know what? I didn't have much stuff. I said, so this will make me remember because trying to juggle, make sure I don't drop anything. And I was telling the young man, I said, no, I said, don't put them in the bag. I said, I'm going to carry them. I said, I'm trying to, I said, I'm, I started my journey as an earth buddy. And he <laughs> said, he said, well, the planet thanks you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so finally I went in and had my bag and remembered to, you know, bring it in and, and have everything put in there. So it's a, it's a process because we've been plastic bagging it, you know, I can't remember forever. Yeah. So you do have to like retrain yourself. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping that, you know, as people see that maybe that other people will do the same thing. I I don't know. Well, there are a number of people who are doing it. I mean, I've gone Mm -hmm. to stores on numerous occasions and and people walk in with their bags and what have you. So it's, And so it, it, but it's a, a, a very conscious, um, effort mm-hmm. that we have to make, but it, it's not asking much. And honestly, it's if, not, if the store stops carrying plastic bags, people still shop. That's not, you yeah. know, they're not going to boycott the store because they're not having plastic bags. You just have to make sure you grab your bags before you leave. Or you just carry them in your arms and keep it rolling. Right. So it's, it's very doable, but I hope that others will join, mm-hmm. join us in our journey. Um, of of no no plastic bags and um and and you welcome earth we're still working on the show. <laughs> yes mother earth we respect you and we love you uh, we say that now treating you like a side chick as you I said know, yes. <laughs> she ain't falling for that <laughs> so you tell that side chick too yes, we say, respect you yeah right yeah she gonna say uh show me <laughs> All right, we just wanted to share that with you because we were we were laughing about that. So we wanted to share that with you. Um, unbeknownst to to Tracy and I, I don't know when we have our Black people meeting. Is there a Black people Zoom meeting that we're missing? Um, I just feel like there are things that are going on in the Black community that I should be aware of and that we are missing the, is it a, it's not via Black Twitter. I don't know how to put it out, but I say all that to say that this is April 23rd through May 2nd is um, Black Restaurant Week in South Carolina. Um, wow. 
Black Restaurant Week started in Houston, Texas in 2016. And so this is the first year that it's occurred in South Carolina. And it's, it's a very small effort. I, based on the article that I read from the Post and Courier in Columbia, there are only four participating restaurants and only one that they named in the article, which is Goats, located down in Five Points. And I just like to add that I think, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty positive Goats is the only black owned business in five, no, Goats and Chick-fil-A. But Goats is That's one right. of, and when I say literally a handful of um, black owned businesses in five points, it is a handful. And I think the fact that it's black owned is not well known. It's not. I don't think it's a lot not. of people know mm -hmm. that Goats is black owned, but mm -hmm. um, Tracy and I have both eaten at Goats. The food is excellent. Delicious. Um, it's a nice little um, quaint um, place to eat. And mm -hmm. the owner has been working there for a number of years. So it mm -hmm. used to be Goat Feathers. They closed for a period of time. He ended up buying it and it's reopened. So it's, it's been open for several years. Mm -hmm. But like many businesses, it was hit hard with the pandemic and it is, um, it is coming back. And, um, and you know they're having more customers, but it, it is an opportunity according to the article um, to also it's exposure for businesses, but for people to realize that our culinary skills and our culinary tastes are not limited to soul food and barbecue. Mm -hmm. And that black, black folks are able and do cook a variety of, of food. So, um, so it, uh, Black Restaurant Week um, 2021 is almost over. It ends <laughs> tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> but we look forward to Black Restaurant Week um, 2022. And um, I think I'll have to just kind of mark it in my calendar so I can be ready for it. So mm -hmm. we look forward to sharing and going out. And in 2022, you know what, Tracy? I think in 2022, our goal should be to go and go to the restaurants. Yeah, okay. And report back. Yes, that's our goal. We're planning for 2022. So we're going to do the Black Restaurant Tour during Black Restaurant Week in 2022. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. I do like to go to restaurants and, and, and share with you guys what we have learned. But if you are in Columbia, Ghost is located in Five Points. They um, are known for their desserts. And what is it that you like? Was it the quail, Tracy? It co uh huh, yes. That, co you? that bird, it was so good. It was tiny, <laughs> but it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like watching her eat a little chicken wing. <laughs> little teeny tiny. Yes. I said, but this is so flavorful. This is so good. I remember you said that. Um, mm -hmm. So Tracy had the quail. I can't remember what I had at, at Goats, but whatever it was, it was good. It was good. Mm -hmm. So please consider it's located in Five Points, in the heart of Five Points, in fact, um, in Columbia. If you're looking for restaurants, they are open. Um, they do not have a lunch. They are open in the afternoons uh, four or five, but it is a, a, a nice little spot. Uh, speaking of black businesses, Tracy says something that I hadn't considered. You are, is it correct? Tracking, yep, tracking, tracking black dollars. Just like when I um, frequent a black business, um, just to see how much money that I'm spending, just to keep, you know, just to support black businesses. I just, you know, think or try be purposeful. If I'm needing a service or something, try to see if if there is a black business that offers that service, so. And that's so I am gonna to try to do the same. Um, I, well, we haven't done a lot of shopping. No, we haven't. Yeah, like clothes, clothes, and, clothes and things like that, no. But when you're talking about services, definitely we have mm -hmm. um, 
the services that we have been using, the electrician that we use. Okay, I'll be honest, our plumber's white. I can't let him go. But <laughs> <laughs> gotta hold on to him. Mm-hmm. But um, the electrician that we've used. So I, but I'm going to do that as well. That is such a great idea. Which leads us to our like business of the week. <laughs> and that is Bell's Floors by Sean. Um, the, her website is bellsfloorsbysean.com and it's the french word for beautiful flowers so it's b-e-l-l-e-s-f-l-e-u-r-s-b-y-s-h-o-n.com and i guess the what we should say is that sean is a relative of jabisa's so Oh, yes, please. And yes. I, not just because she's like my niece, but it is, she does beautiful arrangements. Yes. And um, once again, if you've been, um, we had our last schoolies on our little information write up. Mm-hmm. So we will also put um, Sean's um, website there as well. She does beautiful arrangements. She has a brick and mortar as well. Um, if you go to her, I'll try to see if I can include her Instagram. So she, she mm-hmm. has all the, the social media. Yes, um, she does. Available. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah, she works it very well too. Yeah, she does. She does beautiful. She does a beautiful job presenting her, her products, but she has, um, classes. It's called a sip, sipping cup. Um, yeah, it's called a sipping cup. So you would come and you would sip a little wine and cut little flowers and make a bouquet yeah she does that and she has a rental space as well so mm-hmm. you can um rent some it's not a large space but it's a beautiful space um that she has available for rent i don't know the cost for that but she's recently opened she had a grand opening within the last couple of weeks and she was on wlo w-o-l-o television mm-hmm. this weekend, i believe so they okay heard her as well good so which her lots of success yes on the northeast side of town is where she's located. So I don't think there's a lot of florists on that side of town. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, but once again, we're trying to put our dollars into our community because she will hire it. She does hire. She's hired um, a, a four, about four or five young Black females mm-hmm. to help in her store. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's, it's beautiful. It's professionally run. And, um, and she's quite creative and talented. And most importantly, she's passionate about she is. She is. And so that passion is is evident in her product. Mm -hmm. So if you are considering um, looking for a floor since Mother's Day is coming, um, you know, please give her a call and and please share that you heard about her from banter with Tracy and Jabisa. Um so we we want her although I doubt she'll be impressed (laughs) because she'll be like, oh my God, who knew? um but but do support her do support her um she is um driven she's passionate Mm -hmm. and i love the fact that um the young girl because she did employ my daughter (laughs) but one of the things that she's emphasizing is the importance of education and she's encouraging the the, um her employees to do well in school by rewarding them for Mm -hmm. their um grades and not you know mcdonald's doesn't do that and burger king doesn't do that but she values that and and understands that that's important and that she's working with these young these young girls and so i i really appreciate that so that's been not the fact that your mom said you need to do well but that's been the driver for my for her for my daughter so she's like oh i I was like okay okay (laughs) so so um 
I, I hope that she is um, very, 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 very busy for Mother's Day weekend um, mm-hmm. because of all the requests for flowers. So you'll see her yeah. information on our website as well. So yay. Yay. All right. So is that, that, is that about it? That's about it today. Okay. Well, I wanted to mention that today is the first day of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Wednesday is Cinco de Mayo. Oh, I feel like I should go eat Mexican. Yes, I know. I think everybody does. (laughs) (laughs) I know the people at my work, they, they love Cinco de Mayo. Anyway, so we're going to finish up with our um, quotes. And I told you, Beast, I said, it's Mother's Day. I couldn't narrow it down to one. So I'm going to do three, but I will not be repeating them as, <laughs> as I normally do. <laughs> so the first one, moms are relentless as the tides. They don't just drive us to practice. They drive us to greatness. That's by Steve Russian. The second one. Is if you have a mom, there is nowhere you're likely to go where a prayer has not already been. That is, I love that. That's Robert Brock that said that. And then the last one, mothers hold their children's hands for a short while, but their hearts forever, author unknown. And that's the, my mom used to say that a version of that when, when we were um, young, she said, your children are on your hands when they're little and on your hearts when they're grown so and on that note happy mother's day everybody that does it for us until next time everybody be safe and be well and enjoy your mother's day